Okay, Mr. Essay. I say, prepare to be written! I'm doing it! I'm doing yeah. it! Let's see how it looks so far. The... Welcome to the Force, of course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. And Lauren. Hello there. General Kenobi. Guys, it's episode 100. <gasps> we damn did it. You did it! Congratulations! That's not a thing. Nobody says we damn did it. We did it. 100 episodes of this. Um, not counting the bonus episodes. I did not see this happening oh. when I first started the show. Oh, okay. I didn't know that I could make it to 100, and quite frankly, without you two, I wouldn't have. So, well, um, technically, Andrew and I made it to episode 39. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah, this is. we started at episode 62, so this is our 38th, 39th episode. Well, math is hard. Okay, whatever. Um, so I did 62 on my own. That's more than I thought. Jesus. This is exciting. Um, very, very exciting. I'm really happy that the show has hit this milestone. Um, I'm happy that you guys are with me. But more importantly, I'm happy to go into the Force of Course News of the Week. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, no, no, that's nothing's changed. Regardless of the writer's strike, it was announced that Donald Glover and his brother Stephen will be writing the Lando series. Things are fucking happening. It's happening. There's it's happening. Slight movement. Yeah, let's get that. Oh my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Um, oh my God. That's exciting. I hope he does it justice. I think he will. Um, he just brought so much to that character. I'm just so happy. It needs to do all the things. I mean, he did Atlanta, so I feel like he will be. Yeah, but Atlanta was weird at times. I don't want Lando to be weird like that. It might be weird. The weird episodes when they were in Amsterdam in Atlanta? I didn't watch it. Oh, never mind. Did you watch it, Atlanta at all, <laughs> no. Andrew? No, just me? Okay. Um, that's exciting. There's another piece of news. I haven't been able to confirm this, but... I saw that Keanu Reeves will be making a cameo appearance in the show The Acolyte. Thoughts on that, anyone? 
Okay. Andrew? I hope he's a Sith Lord. Whoa. So they're talking maybe Darth Revan, which would be a Sith Lord. I think that could be cool. I I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Hell, he could be John Wick. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I like it. And that's it. This concludes the Force of Course News of the Week. Don't that. Don't do it. Okay, 100 episodes. We would not be here today uh, without the guidance of Travis, the podfather, Tubesing. <laughs> he, he was the one that convinced me to do it, um, so I guess we could say it's his fault. Okay. He was the one, when I started to falter, he kind of redirected me. Um, he's kind of the magnetic north as far as uh, podcasting goes so i really want to um send him a heartfelt thank you uh and a bouquet of flowers i'm not sending flowers uh to travis thank you so much sir um you can hear travis on one of our bonus episodes the r2 jeopardy 2 episode mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun we should probably have another game like that yeah i'm on it i'll yeah. get it done okay and is it going to be jeopardy that's what you want. I mean, I like. Did you have fun with that, Andrew? Yeah. Did you wheel I a fortune? Did. You won, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. didn't. I couldn't remember to do the who is and the what ams. Yeah, you lost a lot of points. All the points. <laughs> but I wasn't the only one that lost. Suck it, Travis. Uh, speaking of Travis, he sent in a uh, little clip. I want to play that for you guys, and then we can react to it after that let me pull it up here the sound is going to be shit but i will fix it in post as they say here we go this is travis i'm sorry in advance if this sounds like the shittiest and not like i'm going to be talking shit about the force of course but the audio quality of what i'm doing is going to be shit and also i'm annoyed i'm i'm, I'm in rush hour traffic so i thought this this would be the perfect time for me to express my love and gratitude for the force, of course. I am so happy y'all have made it to 100 episodes. So excited for what's coming. And honestly, I don't know what Ted would have done without his children. I don't even know if the show would have existed. So, Andrew, Lauren, thank you so much. Uh, I, I don't know if this is common knowledge. Lauren's my favorite person on the show. Sorry, Ted. Sorry, Andrew. I just agree with her an awful lot. I feel like we need to have some sort of, like, nickname for the fandom uh, for each one of you, uh, like a Laura Hollick. Is that a... Is that, that sounds dumb, though. Something Star Wars related. Uh, uh, Laura Clority. <laughs> I try to do midichlorium. It sucked, but I don't know. I don't know. You all figured it out. You made it to 100 episodes. You're so smart. You figure it out. Congrats, everyone. And I'm excited for another 100 episodes. I'd like mm -hmm. to thank not only God, uh, but my family. And I feel God in this Chili's tonight. What a load of horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have names for my fan base. Uh -huh. And they, okay. they can, all three it. of them can vote whether they want uh, <laughs> Laura Clorians or the Mandalorians. 
Those are the choices, huh? Yeah, that's what I decided on. <clears throat> okay. Um, you know, I, I gave Travis a, a lot of praise there, and I told everybody that he was responsible for the show. Based on that voice message, you'd never know it. He's a goddamn idiot. Um, We're best friends. Now. I know you are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love him. Um, don't don't uh, podcast and drive, maybe? Yeah. What was that? I don't know. I hope he was pulled over. <laughs> I meant off to the side of the road, could not you, by the police. Could you imagine, sir? Do you realize uh, how fast no, you that... were going? Listen, I'm recording a voice memo right now. Can you leave me alone, please? <laughs> I don't mean pulled over by the police. I didn't mean that. At the end of the voice memo, you just hear the police officer like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Do you know why I pulled you over? He brings up a good point. I wouldn't have made it here without you guys, both of you. And I can't thank you both enough. I hope you're having fun doing this. Are you? Yeah. yeah our paycheck's coming soon. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah. They're coming. We, uh, I talked to the admin. She's got it figured out Who's now. the admin? The ta- we got the taxes. The taxes. No, that's not the it's question I like, asked. Um, <laughs> there was an issue with the taxes. Okay. Checks are in the mail. We live here. I need you to go online and update your mailing addresses. Where online? All right. Just go ahead and do that. Okay. Be good. <laughs> So, Andrew, you have been a part of the show pretty much the whole time. Yeah. You've always done the artwork. Yeah. Um, which has been awesome and hilarious and awesome. Yeah. And hilarious. <laughs> 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 but um, you actually he pitched in with voice work as well early on. Um, do you remember episode 14, Han Solo, Martyr or Fool? I do. Where you played Kylo Ren and I played Han Solo, that was um, that was an odd choice, wasn't it? It was. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and I I had no idea what was going to happen because we weren't in the same room. We did not record at the same time. I kind of gave him an idea of what to say, mm-hmm. and he recorded it in his room. And I didn't know he was going to use like effects. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was really cool but thank you so much for that 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 was your first foray into podcasting uh as, as far as the force of course goes anyway um and i thought as we start talking about these little clips i will um actually play them mm-hmm. in case someone is a listener that hasn't gone back and listened to those so uh sit back relax right now and enjoy han solo martyr or fool Han Solo sees his son walking across the catwalk that spans the massive reactor shaft. He calls out to him. Ben! Wow, this place is huge. Kylo stops and turns to face his father. Han Solo, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Will you take... wait, is that is that Bane? Are you doing Bane right now? I was born in the darkness, molded by it. I didn't see the light, and I was already a man. By then, it was already blinding. Come on, take that damn mask off. What do you think you'll see if I do? The face of my son. Kylo removes his mask. And is all sweaty underneath. He clearly needs a haircut. Ugh. I thought it smelled bad. On the inside. Your son is gone. He was weak and foolish like his father, so I destroyed him. What? You watch your mouth. 
That sounds like some shit Snoke would say. I told you I didn't want you hanging out with him. Nah, the Supreme Leader's wise. It's too late. It's not too late. You just need to stop hanging out with him. It's, it's easy. I'm being torn apart. Ew. I want to be free of this pain. Do you need some Tylenol or Motrin or something? I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Well, I mean, you go to the gym. You should be good. Will you help me? Sure, but I had that hernia, so I need to be careful. I brought you something. Kylo takes out his lightsaber and holds it out to Han. Ooh, a laser sword. They gave this to me. It's it's not my favorite color. I know I don't really like it that much. I want you to have it. Han puts his hand on the weapon as if he's about to use it. Okay. Oh, all right. Some dramatic lighting takes place. Oh, seems like it's getting dark in here. Yeah, what the hell? Here, I should show you how to turn this on so we can see in the dark. Um, oh, okay, you good just idea. Have to press this little button uh, right this, here. Uh, this is it. And is it this? Make sure how you do point I... it away from yourself. The lightsaber ignites. Ooh. Oh no! Ow! Ooh. Ouchie! Ow! 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 ow. Whoops! <laughs> that's, the, that's the button. Oh, ow! Okay. Ow! Ow! Ooh! Ooh! I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Thank you. Knowing this is the end, Han reaches out to touch his son's face one last time. Why are you touching my face? Don't do that. Sorry. Uh, go go away now. Bye. And with that, Han falls down the reactor shaft, never to be seen again. Okay, so that was, um, for me, that was more fun than any it had any right being, but it was a real challenge to edit. Like I said, we we uh, recorded them separately, so I had to go back and forth and mix it really, really kind of crazily. Um, you came back for episode twenty five, and you did the voice of um, a federal agent, and I did the voice of a dirty hillbilly or any of my family members for um, the episode called who should direct the prequel trilogy and real life alien abduction. And uh, I'll go ahead and play that now. So please enjoy real life alien abduction. Mr. Hammond, I'm Federal Agent Bullock. This is Agent Montoya. I understand you'd like to report a sighting of some sort? Hey man, I tell you what, me and my old lady Yvonne were sitting on the porch drinking our nightly Coors banquets, you know, like from Smokey and the Bandit, and we was listening to the radio, you know. It was Shania Twain singing, hey man, I feel like a woman. Anyway, my dog Bo jumped up out of nowhere and started barking and howling like crazy. I said, hey man, I can't hear the radio. Shut your damn barking up. Okay, what happened next? Well, I'll tell you what happened. This big old flying saucer thing come a-floating up over the tree line, damn near right over the house. It was making a loud humming and buzzing sound like when Yvonne's washing machine is on the fritz because she put damn near all my overalls in there at once. I hate when she does that, man. Like, 
Hey, man, you keep overloading this thing and it's gonna break, and I ain't about to buy no new one, hell no. Mr. Heyman, back to the flying saucer, please. Oh, yeah, so it was hovering over the house, and the wind was kicking up, and the damn thing was humming and buzzing. Then all of a sudden, a bright light shot out of the thing, and the air got still, and everything went silent. At that point, I think old Bo had him about enough. He took off in the woods faster than I ever seen him move before. I said, hey, man, get back here. Man's best friend, my ass. Anyway, I look over at Yvonne, and she starts to lift up out of her rocking chair, and all of a sudden, she zips right up into the flying saucer thing. Weren't nothing left behind but her house slippers and hair rollers. I said, holy Jesus, holy Jesus, I gotta get my gun. But before I could move, I was a-floating up into the flying saucer myself. Can you tell us what happened next? Well, I tell you, I must have blacked out for a bit because the next thing I know is I'm laying butt-ass naked on a big metal table covered in jelly and surrounded by aliens. Can you describe the aliens, Mr. Heyman? Oh, hell yeah, I can. They was tall and skinny with greenish-gray skin, long fingers, and great big eyes. They was all around me and didn't talk out loud to me, but I could hear them talking in my head. They was saying that they weren't going to hurt us. They just wanted to study us. I said, you bug-eyed some bitches get me off of this table and give me my britches back and y'all can study the ass-kicking of a lifetime. Hey, man, you know they poked and prodded at us for a long time. And then one of them held up this metal pinecone-looking thing and he said, relax, so we can insert this tracking device. A tracking device, you say? That's what he said. Hey, man, I ain't never had nothing shoved up Mud Valley like that before in my life, and I'm not even convinced it's a real tracking device. All I know is anytime I cough, sneeze, or fart, the ceiling fan in the dining room kicks on, and old Bo shits on the rug. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Mr. Hannon. Hey, man, where y'all going? Y'all ain't going after them bug-eyed some bitches or not? And scene. So now would be a good time to tell you guys that the hillbilly is based on a real person um i worked with a guy um we won't name names but he said hey man a lot hey man hey man hey man man." um so (laughs) that's where that came from um when you guys joined the show andrew i gave you the task of taking on the tashi station segments is that something that you've enjoyed at all yeah. Or are you like, this fucker just gave me a job? <laughs> I'm out of school and this bitch gave me homework. <laughs> I like researching this stuff. Okay, cool. I will say that um, segments like this, Judd, uh, family friend Judd, says that this is the kind of stuff he really likes because he thinks you have an amazing podcasting voice and he likes hearing you talk. So there's that. That bit of feedback. No one ever says this shit about me. God damn it. I'm a favorite. Now, having mentioned Tashi Station for the 100th episode, I thought it would be a good idea to bring all these segments back. Andrew, do you have a Tashi Station for us? I do. Oh, nice. This is not the way to go into a Tashi Station. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. I'm just trying to keep the show moving. This is going to be a long show. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and warn you. It's going to be a long show. But I was going into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. Today's Tashi Station subject is none other than the DS-1 Orbital Battle Station, a.k.a. the Death Star. Oh, shit. We went big. Across my research, I found differing information, so to keep things straight, I'll be using the Star Wars Wikipedia as my my main source. Okay. Originally designed by the Geonosians before the 
Galactic Republic, it was finally completed by the Empire before being destroyed in the Battle of Yavin. The Death Star's main weapon was a massive super laser capable of destroying entire planets. The station also had around 100,000 twin light turbo lasers, ion cannons, heavy turbo laser batteries, and missile launchers, as well as over 750 tractor beam emplacements. Good lord. The Death Star also contained somewhere between seven to 9,000 TIE fighters, along with tens of thousands of support craft, bombers, and gunships. There were also massive docking bays for Star Destroyers with dry docks. According to several books, there were roughly 1.7 million military personnel on board, along with 400,000 maintenance droids and 250,000 civilians. Do the maintenance droids include the mouse droids? Probably. It's <laughs> probably like 399,000. <laughs> the first Death Star was 160 kilometers in diameter, while the second was 900 kilometers. Holy crap, I didn't realize it was that much bigger. To put that into perspective, our moon is roughly 3,400 kilometers in diameter. Most of the station's interior space was used to power the super laser. At the center of the station was the gigantic hypermatter reactor, possessing an output equal to several main sequence stars. The iconic trench that spanned the equator was about 503 kilometers in length and housed most of the landing bays, drive thrusters, sensor arrays, and tractor beam systems. The station was split up into 24 zones, each controlled by their own bridge, and within those zones were sectors split into specific functions such as general, military, security, service, and technical. The Death Star also had parks, shopping centers, recreation areas, and taverns for, for the officers aboard. <laughs> what the hell? Parks? Yeah. Can you imagine? A water park. There's just a room with a bench that's like, it's like flowered, like pots and like. Uh, I don't know what source this was from, but I read that uh, stormtroopers were often found playing ball, like a really violent game of ball in some of the parks. Oh my god! Uh, Murder ball. 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 I don't know some game with a ball. In order for the Death Star to remain a threat, it needed to be mobile. The station had a network of powerful ion engines that supplemented reactor power into thrust. With a power of 123 hyperdrive field generators, the station was capable of entering hyperspace. Oh. The Super Laser's hypermatter annihilation reactor combined the power of an amplification kyber crystal and eight separate tributary beams united into a single blast. During the Clone Wars, the 501st Legion was sent to Mygido to collect an ancient kyber crystal for the Chancellor's secret project codenamed Hammer Tong. I believe there's a mission in the original Battlefront 2 game where you play as Kiati Mundi to retrieve such crystal. Interesting. After firing at full power, the station would have to rechar recharge, taking about 24 hours. Although, even at low power, it was capable of immense destruction. Hmm. The second Death Star had redesigned systems capable of firing once every three minutes. The second Death Star also replaced the infamous 2-meter exhaust vent with millions of millimeter-wide <laughs> tubes, each designed to seal if excess energy was detected. 
and now I have some history on its construction. Oh, okay. The construction of the Death Star began in orbit of Geonosis, but was later moved to Scarif. Development was heated by many setbacks and obstacles. Aside from being extraordinarily expensive at costing over one trillion credits, the project had to be kept a secret and therefore finding workers who would stay quiet wasn't simple. In the early days, Separatist leader Poggle the Lesser, a Geonosian, instructed his people to work on the project. His drone laborers were forced to perform work beneath their skill level in an effort to improve the final product. As a result of this, the Geonosians were very unhappy, and after weeks of slow progress, they began dying off en masse because they lacked work, oh. which is a unique trait of their species. Interesting. Sometime around 19 BBY, just before the Jedi Purge, the Geonosian labor force started a full-scale riot, destroying three months of work. Poggle used this riot as a diversion to escape back to his Separatist allies. After the Geonosians were cut from the project and their species nearly wiped out by Imperial bombardment, the design responsibilities fell to Grand Moff Tarkin and Director Krennic. The Empire also established slave labor camps as well as utilized prison labor like we saw in Andor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Like we all saw in Andor. Many species enslaved by the Empire, such as the Wookiees, were put to work building the Empire's secret weapon. Tarkin allowed Krennic to take control over the product project, as his plan was to blame any setbacks on Krennic and then claim the finished project as his own. Krennic forced his friend Galen Urso to, to work on the project, which gave Urso the opportunity to secretly design the station's weakness. And after 21 years, they finally completed it, all just for some lucky farm boy from Tatooine to immediately blow it up. <laughs> Yeah. Lucky farm boy. Use the forest, Luke. <clears throat> okay, hold it. And that's Tashi Station. Thank you, Andrew. I I like those. Um, you should do all of them. Just do all the things. Hey, you should start doing those. Do all the yeah, things. I'll probably do that. Um, the other thing you brought to the show uh, was a, a long series of what ifs. I won't ask you to pull one out of your behind tonight. I know I, we weren't prepared for that, but um, I really like those. Um, I think we should do more of those as well. I, I think um, those are a lot of fun. Um, but thank you for uh, for joining the show. Thank you for everything you've done. Um, it just sucks that you and I aren't anyone's favorite. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get like me, y'all. <laughs> Sorry about it. Speaking of you. Oh, whoa. Uh, you made your debut on episode 57 as the HR lady in HR calls and Andor is delayed, where uh, George Lucas got a call from HR and we did some "That's what she said" moments from the uh, episode four, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. That also introduced Brian as George yes, Lucas. It did. Um, that was a lot of fun, and I thought uh, it would be fun to listen to that again. So here it is: HR calls. But it got me thinking about how Uncle George must have faced some odd HR calls in his heyday. I can imagine, you know, him just sitting in the office and, you know, the phone rings and what that must have been like. Can I speak to a George Lucas? This is George. 
May I ask who's calling? Mr. Lucas, my name is Tammy Roberts from 20th Century Fox's HR department. Do you have a moment? HR, is this about the Wookiee not wearing pants again? Mr. Lucas, I assure you I have no idea what that means. I'm calling in reference to some complaints we've received about some offensive dialogue in the movie you're currently filming. Offensive dialogue? In the Star Wars? Mr. Lucas, need I remind you that 20th Century Fox is not in the business of producing pornographic material. Pornographic? Is this some kind of joke? Mr. Lucas, we take complaints like this very seriously at 20th Century Fox. Now, is it true that the movie you're filming is full of crude and vulgar dialogue? That's not true. I, I wrote the script myself. Okay. Mr. Lucas, then can you confirm or deny that your movie has the following lines of dialogue? Oh, boy. Get on top of it. I'm trying. Well, y yeah, but that's not... Look at the size of that thing. Well, that isn't what it sounds like. It, it came from behind. Oh, no. The boy, two droids, and no questions asked. Well, that's not... I, I see what you mean there. Okay, what about... Put that thing away, you're going to get us all killed. <laughs> That's a good one. You've also taken over the what's up with that, guys. Yeah. Uh, that was something I did very early on, just to like introduce people into like um, tertiary characters, like people in the background, that kind of thing. We put a post out on Facebook asking who people might want to learn about in this uh, segment of what's up with that guy. And Justin Cope wanted Lobot. We've done that before. Um, so go back and listen. Ben Simmons wanted a gonk droid. Done that before. Um, go back and listen. I think Brian originally requested that one. Yeah, Brian did. He yeah. wanted the gonk droid. Um, so that one's done. Um, and then Michael Pabst asked for Biggs Darklighter, in a sense. And that was not one that I have done before, so Lauren, um, I tasked you with doing that one for yeah. this show. Are you ready? No. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I got it. Um, so Biggs Darklighter, uh, Michael originally asked, why didn't Biggs Darklighter get more popular if he was Luke's best friend? So, with Biggs Darklighter, uh, he was a human male from Tatooine. He was friends with Luke Skywalker, and he uh, ended up being a pilot for the Alliance, for the Rebel Alliance. Um, Biggs and Luke became friends at a very young age, and Biggs' family was really, really wealthy, which was unlike Luke's at the time. <laughs> um, his family owned, I think on one of the articles, his family owned over 20 moisture farms on Tatooine. Like, they were... They basically, like, monopolized the uh, the farms. Uh, they both learned to fly together at a young age. They flew the little... T-16 Skyhoppers. Yeah, the T-16 Skyhoppers. Um, he actually coached Luke through his flying uh, in one of the older comics or one of the older books. Luke actually crashed one of his T-16s. Mm -hmm. So that was good job, Luke. Um, That's why I needed to go to Tashi Station and get power converters. Yeah, but Biggs always had the newest one with all of the the gadgets and all the get up. So it was always his. So they were flying together. Um, when they grew up, Darklighter left for the Imperial Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, after he graduated, he realized he didn't want to do that shit at all. Uh, and he joined the Rebels after the graduation. He returned home to Tatooine to tell Luke of his plans. And when he did join the Rebels, he was stationed on Yavin 4. Yep. Um, he ended up helping 
Luke and the Rebel Squad destroy the Death Star. He was a part of the Red Squadron that we saw in A New Hope. Um, but he didn't actually get to see the destruction of the Death Star because he was taken out and killed in combat by Darth Vader. <laughs> well, that was morbid. So, um, Michael, that's why we don't get a lot of a lot of bigs. That's why he's not famous. I he's guess he dead. Be famous as a hero. You um, know, he was a he's hero. He's a martyr. Oh, martyr, martyr. Um, yeah. Later, so, big martyr. Yeah. I mean, he. I can maybe understand him being a big factor in Luke wanting to join the Rebel Alliance yes. because he looked up to Biggs. That's fine. Um, but yeah, we don't get a lot of him because he dead. Um, so <laughs> the thought that I had is if we do end up getting Kenobi season two, Ugh. and I know, but if we do end up getting Kenobi season two and we have to deal with young Luke, maybe that could be we meet young Biggs and that would be a big thing. Maybe. Um, and they're both killed by Tusken Raiders. That's not canon. Oh. Uh, but maybe young, then we can see young Biggs and them learning to fly together. I think that would be pretty cool. But yeah, that's what's up with that guy. Okay. Big Starfighter. Very good. Um, yeah, he was a driving force behind Luke wanting to, to leave Tatooine. I mean, why wouldn't you want to leave Tatooine? Jesus, it's hot. I don't like heat like that's that. That's it. It's hot. It's just damn hot. And there ain't nothing to do. Um, okay. Let's, at this point... We're at the 25 minute mark after the clips. We're going to be at the 45 minute mark easily. This is going to be a longer show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will um, discuss more of our favorite pieces of the show. Stick around. We gotta knock out the command post. Come on! From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. New Imperial attack base that you put together. Stormtroopers behind that gun! Chewbacca, New Han, Solo, and Imperial Stormtrooper action figures each sold separately. You can press the ice levers to pretend the mine explodes. You okay? Yeah! And make the bridge fall. That was close. Command post in sight. Fire! Nice job! Imperial attack base from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. New from Kenner. Okay, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed the break. I know we did. We just said wampa, wampa, wampa. Wampa, wampa, wampa. Uh, that'll make sense to a few of you. Anyway, so before the break, we talked about Brian playing George Lucas in the uh, the episode about HR. Um, Brian has also been on a couple of times with the R2-D and D2, mm-hmm. the uh, role-playing thing that Andrew was writing. Uh, he plays Wishy. Yes. Who can take, he's, a, he's a shapeshifter uh, who changes color if he sneezes. Yeah. Very interesting. He definitely tried to break the game the he first sure episode. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. And he tried to kill me by zapping me in the face <laughs> in the last episode. He didn't try to kill you. Fuck. He just tried to stun you. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay. Um so we've got two episodes of R2-D and D2 under our belts. We have another one almost ready. Is that correct, Andrew? Next weekend. Next weekend we'll be able to record that. That'll be chapter three. Do we have a chapter title? Any teasers? No. Okay. Probably I haven't thought hunt. of a name yet, but that's probably what it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. So uh, Brian also called in and left a little voice message. I want to play that now, and then we can react to it. So here it is. Uh, Brian. Hello, The Force, of course. This is Brian of R2-D&D2 fame. I just wanted to uh, wish you guys a happy 100th birthday, I think is what it is. I look forward to listening to you guys every week or 
month or semi-annually. So uh, keep it up. It's always a good time. That was passive aggressive. <laughs> that was kind. That was rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was funny. Thank you, Brian. I'm kill off his character. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, it's no secret that we are not exactly weekly. We're whenever we feel like it. We're regular at all. It's not really whenever we feel like it. it's whenever I, I can get the time to edit the shows. Like we've in the past, we've had three shows recorded at once. Yeah, and it was up to me to get them out, and it took forever. So, eh, it is what it is. Um, let's take a minute and just talk about some of your guys' favorite things that we've done in the past, your favorite episodes or favorite bits, uh, topics, anything like that. Andrew, do you want to go first? I guess. <laughs> uh, I think starting R2D&T2 has been fun, especially writing the second one, having experience of what you guys are trying to do. <laughs> because now I have to think about all the insane possibilities you're going to put me into. Yeah. And that's just been fun to... <laughs> it's been interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. When you first um, posed the uh, the question of whether or not we could do it, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I definitely, and this isn't a shot at you at all, I definitely didn't expect you to bring the level of detail that you have been bringing. Neither did I. It's <laughs> been exciting. It's been fun. It's been really cool. So thank you so much for uh, for helming that. That's been a lot of fun. What else? Anything else? Or you just like the parts you do? Uh, mostly that. <laughs> oh, good. Anytime we do like a, I know the whole thing is all three of us, but like anytime we have like a specific group activity, yeah, it's fun. That's what you like. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we come up with more of that whatever that looks like in the future because you know i want this to be mutually beneficial for everyone i don't want to just drag you along with me and you guys aren't having fun not that i'll stop but you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd like it if you did enjoy it lauren what about you what have, what have you liked so far um i like i really like the lists okay like the top fives that we do yeah. whether they're bonus or not like what my one of my favorite episodes is attack of the ridiculous quotes that we bring to the table <laughs> and we read them out that was fun and we made andrew read every single one of them and it was great because <laughs> it was so good or like the parodies episode that we did yeah where we that listed was off fun. um but i did have an all-time favorite what if that andrew's ever done oh really because it brought out such a fucking ridiculous discussion that i didn't think we were gonna do at all because like <laughs> behind the curtains andrew brings these what ifs but doesn't tell us what they are beforehand right yeah, so our answers cold. yeah our answers are how we truly feel and what we think of in that moment yeah. and my favorite is what if lightsabers were chargeable oh <laughs> <laughs> we talked about how yours would always be dead yeah 27 percent. always be all dead. the time yeah like my phone look at my phone now though what are you wait what are you at hold on everybody right? 87 let's do a little phone check Ooh, here andrew's at 87 somebody tell me how to do it. 86 oh 27 i'm winning <gasps> lauren sorry andrew yeah you are winning um yeah that was that was a lot of fun um yeah the what ifs have been good i do like the list okay so i'm gonna put you in charge of lists so come, yeah! up, come up with a list of lists. Oh, my God. That's like my dream. <laughs> Good. You got your dream job. 
<laughs> and then get him to Andrew, and he'll do the planning. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> um, what else? What else have you liked, or just the lists? Uh, just like lists? You just like that? Um, I don't know. I also like creating. Like, Andrew creates the R2-D&D, too. I mm-hmm. created the Jeopardy from scratch. That was fun. Like, I think I... I'm good at the game aspect of it. Okay. So I also do, like, if we end up doing brackets, one of our first episodes that we did as a group was that Halloween, like, monster bracket. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, So I always like thinking of stuff like that. Okay. So real the technical stuff, so the top fives and the and the games, I like that. Okay. So let's do more of those. And those are those sound like the type of things, Andrew, that you were talking about as far yeah. as, like, the, the group participation. Yeah. Okay. Let's do more of that. I like that. Um, and we can always talk about other things. It doesn't all have to be Star Wars. We'll just release those as bonus episodes. Like yeah. we've got this past episode that just came out was top five video games. And we're all so lucky that a couple were Star Wars. Can I tell you guys? I don't know if I told you guys this or not. So we recorded um, our episode top five video games, right? Top yeah. five video game extravaganza uh-huh. where we all went around with our top five video games. Yeah. So uh, I think the next day uh, I was off work. So I got in the kitchen, brought the laptop in, had my coffee, and I was editing. And just as I was about to hit um, submit, one of the other podcasts that I listened to, The Force Center, released an episode called Our Favorite Video Games Ranked. Are you fucking kidding me they right now? They stole our idea. God damn it. Are well, you? That just <sighs> means that we're doing what everyone else is doing, so something's working. I know. And I know why they did it. So they did it because they are, some of the members of that podcast are members of either the, the Writers Guild or the Acting Guild, so they can't promote any shows yeah. or channels or anything like that. So they're doing things, they're doing a lot of weird shows, show topics. That just comes second nature to us. <laughs> I just thought it was really frustrating. So I backed out and I, I sent a message to um, to some a group of people. And I said, this just happened. And they were kind of like, fuck, do it anyway. You yeah. know? Um, so I did it anyway. And it's out there. Go listen to it. It's, um, one of, it's a good one. It's it is good. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun discussion about video games. Some of, the, some of my favorite stuff, well, we've already talked about. The episode's... Before you guys actually joined the show where you were part of it, that made me feel really good um, just having you part of it. Um, some of the episodes that I've gotten like a bunch of feedback on as far as like, hey, this was really funny. This was a good story. I'll go ahead and play these as I mention them. But um, the first one that got a ton of feedback was episode 29. It was also like a, a sneak peek episode before I actually launched the podcast was Lando and mm. the Early Bird, where I talk about how I met um, Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty funny story and I'll, I'll fuck it I'll just go ahead and play that clip now the date is September 25th 2016 we are at the Cincinnati Comic Expo um, this was a yearly thing they had tons of guests uh, Peter Mayhew was there one year David Prowse was there one year Biggs was there uh, Dennis Lawson I guess um, Wedge there were there were a ton of Star Wars actors um, there at various years, but this particular year, Billy D. Williams was there. And I've never been 
an autograph hound or a meet and greet person. Usually it's it's super expensive and just not worth it in my book. But this was Billy D. Williams. This was Lando Calrissian. So I wasn't going to pass on this chance. Uh, this particular year, it was just my son and I. And um, I, I asked him if he minded. The line was pretty damn long. He didn't mind. So we were going to wait in line. I'm watching the whole time. I am watching his interactions with people just to see, like, you know, if I can pick up on any idiosyncrasies, anything at all. And the one thing I do pick up on is everyone wants to shake his hand, but he just wants to do fist bumps. I totally get that. This was before COVID. And, you know, some people just aren't into germs. You don't want to shake, you know, a thousand, two thousand, five thousand people's hands. So the fist bump. So I know, okay, when it's my turn, it's not going to be awkward like I'm seeing with everyone else. I'm going to do the fist bump. I'm going to be cool. There's not going to be that awkwardness. Okay, awesome, awesome. The line moves forward. The line moves forward. We're there for probably an hour at least. So we get close to Lando, to Billy D. We're The line has moved forward enough to where we're maybe three people away. And I start to think, well, what am I going to say? Oh, this is important. I need to figure this out. Okay. Okay. I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I come up with about, I come up with one really cool thing to say. I don't know what it is. It's escaped me since then. Uh, And then I come up with alternates because that's how neurotic I am. Just in case. Um, Because I really want to impress Billy D. Williams. At the end of the day, we need to be best friends. So I need to come up with the perfect thing to say. All right. So I think I've got it in my head. I'm ready, laser focused, ready to go. And his handler asked me what picture I want signed. Oh, God, I wasn't ready for this. All right, so there's a table full of 8x10s. Oh, my God, so many different pictures of Billy D. Quickly, I'm, I'm nudging my son like, hey, help me pick the perfect picture. We eventually do decide on one it's pretty awesome it's from empire it has boba fett and darth vader in it maybe i'll post something online so you can see it um but okay now i've got the perfect picture and it's my turn oh my god i'm so nervous uh it's time and billy d says hello what have we here oh and now's the time okay just put this perfect line on him ready and go what do i say Okay, and he's kind enough to ignore whatever that was. And then it's time for him to sign my picture. So he says... And who might you be? And why? Why am I... Why? Just why is my life like this? So I respond... I must have gotten my name out at some point because he did sign my name and a lot of people sign it either Todd or Tad, but it is Ted and he got it right. So I I at least got that part out right. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I know it's going to work out. I know we're going to be best friends. Uh, he signs the picture. He's very cordial. I kind of put my fist out there. I do get the fist bump from Billy D and I notice he's got some of the coolest rings ever on his hand. And then I take my picture and I thank him and we turn around and walk away. And I just hope that my new best friend remembers that interaction as fondly as I do. That was also where I started using more sound clips mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. just to kind of get my uh, my ideas across. So, you know, that's where that came from.
Lauren, do you remember the episode where you were recapping something? <laughs> God damn it. Okay, listen. So I... Okay. So was it? I was recapping the entire first oh. season of Bad Batch because I was like 10 years late to Bad Batch. I mean, it wasn't that long. It, it felt like it. But I made these two sit around and listen to 26 minutes of me recapping episode by episode of the Bad Batch. And when dad was editing it, he texted me separately and said, would you take offense if I sped this up for comedic relief because it's too fucking long? And I was like, no, f- fuck it. Go with it. That's yeah. that's funny as shit. And then every once in a while, you would slow it down and you'd hear me say something like, fucking French Twi'leks. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> French Twi'leks. And then... Uh, and this is the episode where I fell asleep. And, and, and we thought it was so funny like i listened to it at work and i was crying at work at how funny it was and then people didn't get it a, a lot of them did <laughs> but some didn't i got a lot again these are episodes where we got a lot of feedback i got a lot of feedback like i think you might be having audio problems <laughs> <laughs> no we just have daughter problems <laughs> um, and it wasn't like in the moment when you were going over it, it wasn't boring um i enjoyed the conversation but when i was editing it Man, she doesn't shut up. Yeah, literally. It was was just a matter of um, because it was a year after season one, I didn't think people wanted to hear a recap of something they had all seen already. Yeah. You were kind of late to the party. Imagine that. Oh, weird. Um, So I thought, oh, it might be funny if I just skipped through, you know? Yeah. I just want to make sure you were cool with it and didn't, you know, weren't offended. Um, But yeah, a lot of people thought I was having audio problems. Lauren sounds really fast here. Are you sure? <laughs> Some people that know my sense of humor got it right away. Good. That was that was kind of funny. Um, I don't know the episode number for that, but I'll go ahead and play a clip of that here real quick for everybody. Uh, yes. oh, oh, yeah. The whole time uh, Wrecker has a headache. <laughs> episode five. They meet Sid. They rescue a Rancor. Uh, I'm going to be honest, episode six, I fell asleep. Uh, basically, what I, got, what I got from it was... Um, uh, shocker, episode seven, Rex finds them. What? what? Where'd he come from? That's crazy. They didn't telecast that at all. No. Um, and they take out all their chips, but then, of course, Wrecker has a headache. I know. Episode nine, they're fleeing crosshair. Bane ends up stealing Omega because. Now, maybe I'll do that same thing for this whole episode. No, that's not <laughs> how that works. Oh, no, I won't do that. Another episode that uh, got pretty good feedback is a uh, personal life story uh, from my childhood where I snuck some Star Wars figures to school. Um, oh. And one of them was damaged on the bus by a kid named Stuart. And Stuart and I got into a fight, which basically was just Stuart p- punching me in the back <laughs> and me crying like a girl. Uh, um. <laughs> I know you don't like to go off on tangents, but those are some of my favorite parts of the episodes where Andrew and I can't breathe from laughing about Todd shitting his pants oh, or God. Grandma swinging the gondola at Kent's <laughs> Island. <laughs> Fat Granny, stop 
swinging. I'm going to fall off. There's no way. The bar was nowhere near me. I was just loose in there, rolling around. <laughs> the bar wasn't happening. <laughs> that poor bar was not holding me in. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, that that was a funny story. Stuart, um, Stuart Strikes My Back was the name of the episode, and I'll, I'll go ahead and play that clip now. Here's how. In 1978, when the first wave of Star Wars figures came out, it was a no-brainer that these things were going to turn up in schools. Everyone brought at least some of their figures in to play with on recess or during class if you were brave enough. I was no different, even though my mom told me not to. She warned me. She warned me that I would lose them or the weapons. Oh, the tragedy of losing a weapon. Oh, my God. And so it was basically a forbidden act. I was definitely not allowed to take my figures to school. So one day I take my figures to school and on the bus ride, some of the other kids want to see them. I proudly show off the two figures that I was able to smuggle across the borders of my mom's watchful eyes, Ben Kenobi and a stormtrooper. Now there were a couple of kids on the bus that I was familiar with and I didn't mind letting them hold on to my precious cargo, but one kid in particular gave me a bad vibe. Stuart. Fucking Stuart. I can see him now, Stuart. Stuart was tall and skinny, light brown hair that was always a mess like Sideshow Bob. And on this particular day, he was wearing a brown pleather trench coat. Broke-ass Stuart and his pleather trench coat. Now, I'm not judging. It sounds like I am. I'm just bitter, but I'm not judging. We were broke, too, and I remember what I was wearing on this fateful day as well. A hideous green and yellow striped sweater, high-water green corduroys, and my dirty tracks. Do you guys remember tracks? We're off topic here, but it's my show, so here we go. Tracks were an Adidas knockoff. Adidas had three stripes, and Tracks had four. And that extra stripe meant you were fucking broke. All right, back to the story. Stuart, uh, Stuart, asked if he could see my figures, and I didn't want to be mean, so I let him see my Obi-Wan, because back then, I didn't much care for that figure. It was basically an old man doll. So I let Stuart see Obi-Wan, and whatever. Now, I don't know what happened. Okay, there's there's a there's a blank spot in my memory here, but Stuart was really reluctant to give me Obi-Wan back when it was time to get off the bus. We went back and forth for a couple of minutes and finally he handed him over and his cape was ripped. Now, listen, if I hand you my Obi-Wan Kenobi, you need to understand that the cape is going to be in pristine condition. I took very good care of my figures. You handing me that same figure back and the cape is ripped at the shoulder, this is the equivalent of you slapping my kids in the face. It's the highest form of disrespect imaginable. Oh my God. I was hot. I was so mad. I threw a flurry of words at Stuart that I was sure would wound him for life. Words that I learned by helping my dad fix his cars. Words that cut like a thousand blades. Future generations of Stuarts would only speak of these words in hushed tones for fear that they would return. Now satisfied that my attack found its mark, I turned and started down the middle aisle of the, of the bus to go to school. And that's when it happened. Stuart balled up his little hand into what doctors now call a fist and threw it with such speed that it landed in the middle of my back and forever ruined my posture. All the air in my lungs jumped out of me at once and I made a sound akin to a flamingo choking on bees. I instantly went into defense mode, which means I started crying like Nancy Kerrigan. Stuart yelled, I didn't break your Star Wars man. The next thing I knew, I was being taken off the bus and ushered to the principal's office. 
That's right, the dreaded call to the mothers was happening, and I was fucked. Mom would know I smuggled figures across her borders. This was bad. This was very bad, guys. And it was all because I flew too close to the sun. I thought I was cool with my Star Wars toys, showing off on the bus and look where it landed me, in the principal's office, with a ruined spinal column, a ripped Obi-Wan cape, with Stuart giving me death stares from across the room, and my mom on the way. Surely she would finish what Stuart started. And yes, her name was actually Shirley. You see, I flew too close to the sun. Obi-Wan got me my first ass-kicking. And it's something I'll never forget. That's right, Stuart. I haven't forgotten. And if I see you out in these streets, it's on. I hope you're ready because I'm a lot bigger now and I don't cry as easy. So watch out. So someone um, that really responded to that story is the wife of one of the hosts of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Uh, Mandy is the wife of Glenn. Glenn and Jason run that podcast. And it's a... I, I really enjoy this podcast. It's kind of like, um, it's super informative. It's uh, It deep dives into the collecting industry for Star Wars, but it's also just two guys sitting around bullshitting at the same time. Mm. Now, they would never say that they're sitting around bullshitting because <laughs> they keep their episodes clean. And I respect that. Oh, what's that like? I know. I know. So this is a topic that uh, I'll bring up again. Um, we are off color we work very blue mm. we cuss like sailors yeah always have always will andrew. and it was sometimes <laughs> sorry <laughs> andrew Ryan. andrew you watch yourself um this was something that i had to decide upon when i launched the show initially um, i asked myself do i want to censor myself it's not that i couldn't i certainly can but it didn't feel genuine to me mm-hmm. um and not, and that's not in any way saying that people that do censor themselves aren't being genuine it just didn't feel right for me yeah it was a personal choice if i'm not like and i'm one of the big ones on the show where you're like lauren dropped 10 f-bombs and ted maybe said two and andrew maybe said damn one time <laughs> <laughs> but like that's how i am and if you can't get behind that then I'd, i'm not being myself yeah. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and try to be somebody else to please other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, meh. I, um, yeah, that, that was just a decision I made very early on. Now, <clears throat> the reason I bring that up is because Glenn and Jason sent in a clip. And it is, um, it's hilarious. But you needed that backstory to really get the full effect of this clip. Hold on one second. Let me pull it up. So here it is, the clip from Glenn and Jason from the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Hey, Ted, it's Glenn. And Jason. From the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. And we just want to say congratulations on 100 episodes, man. We we love the program change, the format change you did a few weeks ago, a few months ago, rather, and bring the kids on. And uh, it's definitely one. You guys are one of my favorite star wars podcast you guys always have me laughing and it's just it's awesome i, I really enjoy it should i drop an f-bomb like they drop F- f-bombs all the time do i dude i'd love to hear you drop an f-bomb jason Budge. <laughs> he still can't do it jason nope. still can't say fuck
Hey, I could say it. Fuck, fuck, you fuck. You can. It's your superpower. It's my <laughs> kryptonite. I'm dying. Happy fucking 100th episode. Yeah, happy 100th. Force, of course, your bite size Star Wars podcast. And remember, play with your toys. And remember, we gave you the bite size. Oh, look at Jason pulling that one out. <laughs> you can cut it now. Congratulations, <laughs> guys. Yeah, bye. So, yeah, there's truth to that. When uh, when I was naming the show, I think it was Jason in his in his description of of the show, he said that it was bite sized, and I was like, "Oh, I really like that" because I wanted mm-hmm. to keep it under an hour. Obviously, we're not going to be there today. This might be one of the very few episodes that go over an hour, but um, I liked it that he said bite size. So I put that in the name of the show. So thank you guys for that. Thanks for the message. Um, and just thanks for being friends. You guys are, they're awesome. Please check out their show. Uh, smugglers galaxy podcast. Like I said, it's very clean. It's very informative. It's just fun. It's a good listen. If you listen to our show and you're like, ugh, they cuss and they're weird. No, you can go over there. <laughs> <laughs> definitely less weird. Definitely less cussing. Uh, definitely more informative as far as the, uh, collectors, um, aspect of the uh, star wars universe it's a lot of fun so we couldn't have a 100th episode without bringing up super listener sharon super irish lady sharon um she was our first international listener our first international i don't like calling her a fan she's a friend yeah she is awesome she sent me a package for my birthday it was super sweet of her um we've exchanged some things for christmas um, she's just a damn delight and she, uh, her and her husband, Dermot, they both, uh, interact with us pretty regularly. I, God love her. I don't know what the hell she's saying most of the time. I think she's mm-hmm. faking that accent. I don't know what that is. Sometimes I think she just plays Swedish chef clips and then says, <laughs> this is what I said. And I go, yeah. So funny you say that Sharon sent a clip, oh, God. uh, <laughs> celebrating our 100th episode. And, um, I'm going to give you guys. Uh, uh, the heads up that we did not get. She starts off in her, what we'll call her native tongue. Is it Gaelic? Is that Gaelic, Sharon? Am I? Do I have that right? I don't know. We're going to play it now, but when I first heard it, I thought, am I... Having a stroke? Having a stroke? <laughs> am I okay right now? Um, but then it goes on to explain itself, basically. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So here's the clip from Sharon. Dave Galer, Ted Lauren, and Andrew Sharon and Shaw, Banachio Aaron, Hordicus Liv Galer, us Ox on Hedo podcast, a Yenov, Time Kinchgame Galor Ella Aun, Augus Timic Zulu Klistalder, who the force of course abu. So you're not having a stroke. This is me speaking my native language, probably poorly though. Um, it's Sharon here. Greetings to everybody from Ireland. Um, we just wanted to uh, congratulate you on your 100th podcast. And both Dermot and I are certain that there will be many, many more to listen to. And we're really looking forward to it. So, of course, of course, forever. Oh, my goodness. Forever. Forever. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, Sharon. Thanks. Forever. Um, no, thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for sending that. That was really nice. Uh, it did make me think I was having a stroke. I don't need that in my advanced years. You can't tell me that wasn't the Swedish chef in the beginning. <laughs> it did kind of you sound You can't like tell that. me it. But I do want to know how... How did she find us? Um, I've asked that question before, and I don't remember the answer. I think she just probably did a search and found us somehow, oh. or we were in the same uh, Facebook group, and I me- yeah. mentioned it or something. Not to, like, 
diminish our podcast but when you look up <laughs> star wars podcast in apple or spotify uh, we are not in the top list no do you know where we are 30 oh god no 70 no number two number two no i went i was in the 500s and still didn't see us jinkies <laughs> sharon did a lot of searching <laughs> <laughs> probably not i don't know uh, but Sharon, thank you so much for being a friend. Um, oh, that was sounded like the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Andrew, take it. I don't know. Andrew, your voice is funny. <laughs> okay. What are we going to do now? We hit 100 episodes. Oh. I'll, I think we stopped you know what, recording. Guys, we're good. We're not allowed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Everyone has said they're looking forward to the next hundred, and, and Sharon said, "Force of course, forever." I I didn't sign on for season two. <laughs> I haven't gotten my paycheck yet. It, they're in the mail. You gotta get your <laughs> gotta get your mailing addresses correct with HR. <sighs> the taxes are right now. Okay. Okay. I think going forward, we do a lot of what we've already been doing. Mm-hmm. The the show recaps, fucking around and finding out. <laughs> there is there does seem to be quite a bit of that <laughs> f and a and f and o um but i want to keep doing the what ifs mm-hmm. i want to keep doing the lists i want more games the top fives um the what's up with that guys the tashi stations i want all that um maybe more regularly than what we've been doing lately lately i feel like we've been flying by the seat of our pants and i'd like to take a step back and um control the flow of the show a little better so andrew's um agreed to take control of planning thank you andrew just found that out i did (laughs) he literally did (laughs) and i think it's going to be a lot of fun we've got some cool stuff to look forward to Mm ahsoka is right around the corner literally where the fudge is made that's a joke for andy oh my god um yeah, we've got Skeleton Crew coming. We've got the Acolyte coming. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming. When the strikes are over, they're going to write Lando. Fucking finally. So lots of fun to come. Okay, we did it. That was our 100th episode. Anything to add before we go, Lauren? No. no. <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> I tend to do that. Um. No, I've had fun. Yeah. It's not something that I thought I would be doing. <laughs> like if I I if I told myself if I was ever going to be on a podcast, it was probably going to be true crime related. Oh. Because I listened to about 100 of them okay. on a daily basis. Um when you asked, I think both Andrew and I were a bit timid about it cuz like putting our voice out there is not exactly something that Andrew and I do hmm. a lot of times even though it sounds like I do a lot of the time. <laughs> but it's been fun. I've had a good time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I do think one thing that I do want to see more of in the future for us is guest spots too. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. I think it would be awesome for, you know, whether or not you call in with a question or we actually have guests on for games that we plan or if you want to talk about a certain subject you might have to grab a fourth microphone we might put you on i mean we're here we're ready Mm -hmm. we can do in-person spots easily we can do remote spots as soon as i figure out how i just need to be (laughs) smarter um 
and I've, I've talked to Glenn and Jason. They're totally down to be on the show. We just got to, uh, we've got to figure that out. And it, it, when I say we've got to figure it out, I'm sure it's easy. Yeah. Because everyone's doing it. I just haven't done it before. Everyone did it during COVID. Right. So like. Right, 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 right. And Andy and I, we did largely unlikable. A lot of that was remote. I'm sure it would take him five minutes to explain it to me. Yeah. And then he'd have to explain it to me four more times yeah. because that's just how I roll. And then I would have to buy soap to put in my mouth for Glenn and Jason's. <laughs> so if we were on their show, yes. I, I always um, censor myself censor myself on their show out of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but on when they're on our show, I would never ask them to censor themselves. No. They can let the F-bombs fly or not. Whatever. Jason. Whatever. <laughs> if you don't cuss on this show, oh, I'm no going to be so mad. No pressure. My goodness. No, I'll put pressure. Okay. That's not nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are looking for guests for this next hundred episodes. I think that would be really cool. Put a microphone in Ming-Na Wen's face when we go to the Comic Expo. <laughs> and we we're record gonna, her saying security we're gonna get kicked out <laughs> we have a series of celebrities yelling security, security. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can hear us getting kicked out of whatever venue uh, that is ah, then, you know that's a fun bit um okay i want to go ahead with all this stuff i think these are all great ideas um again i can't thank you to enough for basically saving the show when i was doing it by myself it was a lot of fun at first and then it became tedious it became work it became impossible and if you two hadn't joined up i probably just would have let the show fizzle out and die if we hadn't joined i wouldn't have gotten the mandalorians the laura corian maybe we should have let it die (laughs) oh (laughs) i think there should be andrew lorians oh i feel like that doesn't work as much as mandalorians Andrew. You're just mad. Nobody likes me. (laughs) Okay? Nobody likes me. It's your podcast. (laughs) I said what I said. All right. Uh, I think that's enough out of me. You guys have anything else? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you indeed. Um, Without you, really, (laughs) there would be no reason for the show. So... Please continue to listen. Um, feel free to interact with us on social media. You can reach out to The Force, of course, on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram probably more active than the other just because. If you want Ted's attention, get on Facebook. If you want my attention, get on Instagram. And if you want my attention, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. Too bad. Uh, you can also email the show at theforceofcourse77 at gmail.com. If you're going to be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo, look for us in force. We will be there wearing t-shirts uh, with the show logo on it. We'll and have... pants and shoes. Well, yes, we will be wearing pants and shoes as well. Uh, or shorts. I don't know what, what that's going to look like. But um, we will be there. Um, I'll try to get more stickers before then so we can hand out stickers. Mm. I think I only have like 10 left. Um, or we make it a game. First 10 people that find us. <laughs> yes, they get stickers. And then the next people that find us, oh, it's a sticker. I don't know how stickers oh, work. Oh, it's a sticker. I don't know how stickers work. Okay, uh, let's wrap it up here. Thank you all for listening. This has been The Force, of course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. My name is Ted. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. And as always, for the 100th time, play with your toys. <laughs> <laughs>